Everybody wants to be successful, and yet we all have different ideas of what that is. Finding success is the journey we embark upon to go and get what's ours. We are willing to travel down within to find our greatness buried deep inside of us. Questioning society's views and flipping the script, putting our own stamp on life. We're here because our future is within our control. Finding success is how we grab hold of what is possible. The relentless pursuit of success starts here. We're Finding Success. We're here to help break the monotony of your life and help you find your version of success. Welcome back to another episode, guys, with me, Adam. And me, Alex. How you doing, Alex? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Very good. Today, we've got a very exciting episode. Back with our little series we're doing on successful business people in their own right. In our own right, we call them successful, but to them, they might not be. Finding success. Um, today, we're going to talk about a very, very clever, smart old chap by the name of Bill Gates. Let's get started. Go on. Straight Would in. Would you say he's a household no name? Kissing. He's got to be a household name, hasn't I he? I think he is. If I think, well, growing up, 95, Windows. Yeah. Everyone had a, Mac, a everyone. Windows computer. I, I never, I didn't know anyone. I didn't know Mac existed. No until like early to mid 2000s so yep. windows was a household name in my it was like a, yeah it was in my opinion windows was definitely a household name yeah 100 do you reckon bill was no i don't think no, he was i, think, he was. I no. think it's in more recent times he's become a household name yeah bill bill gates wasn't really a name that was readily available no. to the world because if you wanted to find out who bill gates was you had to search it through windows yeah, yeah, so you yeah. didn't really have the time well, I, if it worked, you didn't really have the time to go on the internet and find <laughs> Bill Gates or who made Windows. You were doing other stuff like playing noughts and crosses or whatever, or Snake. Snake and you know what I mean? yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, uh, we, had, we had better stuff to do. That's right. Not find out who made Windows. Geezers. Who's given us the ability to do all these things. Exactly. Right, should we start off with his parents? You can start with his parents. Go for it. I'll just, I'll just mention, because I found this quite interesting, I didn't know this originally. Um, his mm, grandparents on his mother's side were bankers. They, f- okay. they opened the first national bank of Seattle. Did they? Yeah, wow. they were quite wealthy individuals. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> um, and his daughter, Mary, I can't remember her last name now. Hang on, I've got it written down in my notes. Mary Maxwell, I think it was. This is his mum. This is his mum, Mary Maxwell, yep. originally. Um, quite an outgoing lass, quite a... Outgoing, adventurous person. Um, met the husband and obviously had two kids, didn't they? She, yeah. He's got a sister as well. Um, and that's that's the history. But his father, what was his father? A lawyer. Lawyer, yeah. In the lawyer industry. So she came from a banking family. He's from a law background. It's quite... They're wealthy. They're, yeah, they're doing wealthy, all right for themselves. Yeah. They're doing all right for themselves. They're, they're, they were described as upper middle class, though. Okay. It wasn't like a, they were all from a wealthy background. It was upper middle class okay. so still your average Joes but they were yeah but he still went to private school didn't he he still yes. had the, the nicer things in life he did but he wasn't they didn't say or they didn't state that he was of a wealthy background he was an other upper middle class background yeah that's all I've got for the parents yeah. I didn't realise his his full name either what was his full name his full real name oh is, the third well oh, it's sorry. William Bill Henry Gates. Oh, I didn't know third. that. 
Yeah, I never knew that. I, I thought it was just known as Bill Gates or yeah, yeah. Bill Henry Gates, but it's not. Yeah. It's William. I figured Bill it was William. Henry because Gates. William, William, Bill's quite a common, yeah, short, short abbreviation for William. Bill, Bill, William, Bill, Bill, Bill. Um, I didn't know he was the third. Obviously, no, uh, yeah. his his grandfather, yeah, was the first one. His his, his dad was, uh, and so they used to call him. Growing up, they called him Trey. Okay. For when they were playing, apparently they're all big poker players or big card players. Um, and when you got a deck of three or something like hand of three, you just called Trey or something. I don't know. I don't know myself, but that's what they said. Well, okay. Um, so his nickname growing up was Trey. So I'm sure if you go up to him, oh Trey, what's going around, on? Yeah. You go, what, what do the? you want? What's going on? Here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're ever in the area and you bump into him, as you do, you know, you know, day to day strolling, walking there, on the strolling the streets, yeah, might meet him at the local Audi. Yeah, picking up some milk. Yeah. Everyone needs milk. So, for those of you who don't know who Bill Gates is, um, co-founder of Microsoft and a big, big-time philanthropist. He's one of the most commonly known people to start an organization that is worldwide branded and known, in my opinion. Everyone knows the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Yes, yeah. He's been on the Forbes richest list for, since 87, I think it was, yeah. his first. So, he is been a multi-millionaire a multi-billionaire for many many years he is i think he's still like the sixth richest man yeah maybe he's, sl- he's slowly dropping in because of his philanthropy yeah yeah but that's all it's like it's because of his philanthropy that he's dropping down the wealth yeah wealth scales because he's just given so much of his uh his accumulated wealth away um which is massively impressive because he's not amazing. bothered about being on that he doesn't, he doesn't want to doesn't need it anymore does he, yeah, he, he's, he, he's lived his life he's you know I'm not saying it's all over for him, but he's been the richest man in the world. He's he's had all these achievements. He doesn't need that money anymore. He's still got a load of it. Still he's just so much. still giving it away. <laughs> so let's get started then. Go on. Born 28th of the 10th, 1955. Surprised me that did. 66 years old. Yeah. That surprised me. I don't know. What, uh, 55, I thought it was born a bit earlier than that, but we'll, we'll go with that. I thought it was a bit older than what it was. Um... Went to a school called Lakeside, didn't he? Uh, which is a private school in Seattle. Did he grow up in Seattle, do you know? Yes. He did, okay. Grew there. Um, grew up there, sorry. Met a guy called Paul Allen, and they both shared the same desire, which was involved in around computing and uh, programming, which is like, just think of it now. It's like we always know, it's like our parents still struggle with computers today, and yet he was programming and, and computing yeah, it. Back then, it was bra- there was no personal computers. No. There was just... There was some hardware, like and hardware for those who don't know is physical laptops, like the actual bits that make up a computer. Yeah. The software, well, there was next to none. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, very, very few people wrote software, and when they did, they was just shared it around. Like if they did write some sort of software or game, they just sent it around to their computer. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say it's, it's geeky mates because back then they were geeks. Yeah, yeah, they were known as just the, the outcast. Exactly. Yeah. But nowadays, obviously, like you don't want to mess with geeks. Yeah, they exactly. Mess you up. Yeah, exactly. Cyber security and <laughs> yeah, all that. Exactly. Damn, Daniel. <laughs> um, so we're not trying to offend any geeks. Just what you were. Come on. Back then, yeah. nowadays you're cool as f af. Um, so yeah, he was he was he was in very niche industry. Yeah, definitely. Back then. Which I think gave him a, a good boost in life because, as you said, it's niche. People are looking for niche markets in this world because if you're niche, you're more dialed into what you're doing. Um, have you got anything else in 67? Nope. What's your next date that you've got? I'm not going to date, it's just like general. Oh, okay, fair enough. Well, <laughs> I'll go with the dates then. June 69, <laughs> he wrote his first ever computer program. And it was a game that everyone knows in this world as noughts and crosses, or for the, if you're a, a Yank, 
tic-tac-toe. That's oh, is that what they call it? That's that? what they call oh, it. I didn't know yeah. um, which allowed you to play against the computer. So nowadays, gaming, PC and Xbox, PlayStation, other games consoles are available. <laughs> um, it's just commonly known now. It's just a worldwide thing that everyone can play. Whereas back in the day, 69, that was like a brand new state-of-the-art, mind-blowing game that you could play against an AI, a computer. And now we have AI driving cars around. It's just mental. Yeah. You know, and it's only 50 years, 52 years, 53 years difference, which is mental. Um, yeah, mega. And then the next thing that I've got is uh, around, was around 73 when he enrolled, enrolled, enrolled at Harvard University to study pre-law, which he was heavily influenced by his father, as you stated. His father was a, a lawyer. Um, but he was still shifted or he shifted towards the computer side of things. He was heavily fixed on that. That was his passion. Law was, I think, was he had his dad there that he wanted to follow him and follow what his dad done. And, you know, I think as a kid, we all do. We yeah. always want to follow what our father does. But obviously the desire for him to program and, and make programs and computers was his core value. That was his core value there. And he, uh, he obviously stopped by it because it worked for him, which is amazing. What's your next date? Where are you going to go now? Uh, well, I'm going to go 75. So, so just before you start that. Uh, yeah, I know you've got some uh, information. Just, so <clears throat> there's a man called Ed Roberts running a company called Alt Air um, who created the very first personal PC. Quite a big thing. Ugly looking. Didn't really work very well. Small so, screen. Big brick. Exactly. Um, and he was looking for people to start writing software for his computer because there was no real software. Yeah. It's just like a computer. Um, and and Bill and Paul found out about this I'm like we can go for this let's just go and do it let's go write some code for it let's go do some software and they did it this is while he was down in New Mexico Albuquerque yep. shout out Breaking Bad fans because that's what comes to mind when <laughs> I <laughs> that's all I thought about when I read <laughs> damn <laughs> Albuquerque what's his name Walter yeah what's his uh, code name his secret name oh mate don't ask me oh, I've never watched it you never watched it no Genuine. Never watched it. What is it? Oh, well, I tell you, I've watched like one probably, but terrible. Um, okay, don't know where to go now. I'm a bit lost. He anyway, talking, talking yeah, about going back to the subject at hand. Um, so he's writing code for this Alt Air. Him and his friend Paul, and that's what sparked the idea to start the company Microsoft because they nice. wanted to start that. So in 75, in the summer of 75, he started the company, Microsoft, with his friend Paul. When did it actually become officially documented, trademarked? They trademarked it, registered, in 1976. So there was probably, as you said, he set it up, what, 74, 75 probably? 75, summer of 75, yeah. Um, And he properly trademarked it in 76. Interestingly, the workload became so much he that it caused his dropout of college doing that Microsoft work for Altair. Yeah. Him and Paul were just like, no, let's do this. It's taking this is off. Where we want to go. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's go for it. Um, which upset his parents quite a lot because they had, they had funded his, what do you call it? Education. Yeah. And they said they would quite happily fund it up until the point where, until he finishes it. Yeah. And he only dropped out in the, the just before his final year. So he had one year left just before he had to, it was all paid for, but he goes, no, I'm doing all right. I'll, I'm going to pay for it now. Yeah, yeah. He was like, he was so determined to make this work that he would take that responsibility on. Yeah, yeah. Like that, which is quite interesting. It is. He yeah, knew, he, I don't know, he just knew he was on something or 
believed he was on something and he just willing to make it work. Willing to take that risk. Yeah. Taking risks. It, it pays off. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't, obviously, for Bill. He's his first, I think, it was, when, I, when I sort of researched him, it came across to me that he never really had any big failures in the initial start of his career. Starting the programming thing, he yeah, obviously it took a few tries to make the program work, but it wasn't like he gave up for four years and then come back to it. He just continued going, and then the program was working, and he wants to on to the next gig. Same with Microsoft, he was you know he he had things to struggles, but it wasn't like any real failures. Microsoft mm. as a company progressed massively when it first started. He didn't like call it Microsoft and then went to like IBM or Apple or Macintosh. It was just Microsoft. So I think he's almost a very very rare person in that respect is that he didn't yes. actually have to fail that many times is as in his initial business yes it, it stuck through fair point but he did he does openly admit that the first microsoft uh, the first windows operating systems were trash oh 100 they were terrible 100 um and he openly admits this which is quite interesting because they were obviously his own sweat and tears into that yeah um so it was never perfect. He admits to it. it. was first work never being perfect, which is what we say quite a lot, isn't it? It doesn't matter about your first podcast. Listen to this first podcast. It sucks compared to where yeah, it is now. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, same with just anything. Just as long as you're doing something, it's better than doing nothing. Yeah, Even get it out it's there. trash. The first iPhone, same thing. It's trash. Yeah. Now look at where they are. They just constantly develop it, constantly develop it. Do you know, I'm going way ahead of schedule here, but when he first um, was designing the initial... Uh, Windows. Yeah. Obviously, it was just ones and zeros. It was lines on the screen. And Steve Jobs came to him yes. with Macintosh and said, well, you know, what do you think of this program? I think he was doing some work for it. And he saw the idea and goes, wow, I've got to scrap this because this is 10 times as good as what I had previously. And then he rewrote the whole program. Did he? So that there, as in Steve Jobs, probably made him Bill Gates to who he is today because of that very program that he saw. And he Fair completely point. changed his whole... And route of where he was going with it and that was due to just the ease of use wasn't it oh yeah the yeah. Macintosh was so this is uh, the operating system that Apple were running at the time because they were both companies at the same time Yeah, both going for it um, and yeah as you're saying the Macintosh was just easy to use they worked on it together for some point I read that as well and they, he was just like, oh my word yeah. we're not where we need to be we need to up it but you still see Microsoft absolutely everywhere for yeah. years and years and years 100% yeah. um, but, so you've got a Mac, Mac Dinger. <laughs> Mac Dinger. Yeah. I've got an old Windows Dinger here. You'd say yours is easier to use, wouldn't you? Even today. So this is it, right? You take a Windows user through and through. Yeah. You put them on a Mac, then mine's blown because they're completely lost. Yep. Like the, the getting rid of programs is, is top left rather than top right. Scrolling is that rather than that. It's, it's all completely different, but the ease of getting used to it it's a lot quicker. You can get the shortcuts around a lot quicker. You've got quicker. You've got the command button. You've got all these types of things that you can use and shortcuts that are a lot easier to use. With with Windows, mate, I wouldn't know what I'm doing with Windows anymore. I really wouldn't. Don't get me wrong. I use Windows for a day-to-day work. Yeah. I'm just checking my emails and sending emails and yeah, just using a few easy programs. I wouldn't say I'm a wizard on Windows at all. Whereas like now, if I want to take a screenshot of this, I know what I'm pressing. Yeah. If I want to take a video, I'm not what I'm pressing. If I want to do something, I know what I'm pressing. Whereas so that's but the ease of use, yeah. I think Mac all day. So I think so. We use Microsoft at work massively as well. Like literally every program is run by Microsoft. Yeah. And it, I think it works really well. Like the whole company, it just works really well. Teams is actually a really cool thing as well. Yeah. When it's so big, it's fantastic. But um, that's for it's still quite old school. 
It is. That to me, right, when I look at windows, it still I still visualize the the, the little windows, like the screen pop ups <laughs> you get, a square. Yeah. Like Max Knights from around it and it's got <laughs> it's got like a three D effect to it, it kind of shines off in the background. You get windows, it's square. Like your cross 2D. button is is yeah, is 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 never changed since Windows ninety five probably. Do you know what I mean? Whereas it's just like Max just progressively made things easier and more visual for people, more visually appealing. Windows, I think, is probably more simplistic in some ways, but in other ways, it's also harder to use. But could you argue that keeping that so simple, looking at the, you know everything, throughout the years, it's just changed slightly. Yeah, yeah, yeah it hasn't changed it massively. Yeah. yeah, But I think, I think Apple's probably the same. Fair. But it's like, an, it's like the iPhone. Yeah, yeah. When the iPhone first came out, it was yeah. a, just an iPhone. Then it went to a 3G and it didn't really change. It was just a cellular chip that changed. And then it went to a 4G, which is from, from rounded edges of square. And then it went to 5 and so on. And the world is history, you know, history was made. So realistically, Apple hasn't changed its iPhone. It's really not as it would think. But Windows has changed its phones quite a massive a massive way. Like when the first release of Pixel or something, it was rubbish. Yes. And then the number two or whatever was worlds of world difference. So they, they've all just progressively changed. I think Mac has stuck with its own background. They've just gradually gone forward and Windows is the same. Would you say as well, the Apple products uh, will it appeal to the modern day? So I'm thinking, uh, you know, filmmakers, YouTubers, they all use Apple products because they're so easy to do the editing, the, the, the filmmaking. I, everyone I see doing that sort of yeah. stuff has the latest Mac or the big, what's the big desktop one? Uh, the iMac or whatever. Is that an iMac? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. But they're all using those. They're not using the average Windows. I think it's two things. I think the ease of use and the way that the Mac's programming is run, run it makes it easy to use and it's all very smooth and very clean and very clear cut and doesn't cut out now and again. I also think it's an influencer style of thing. If you have a Mac, you're instantly higher than someone that's got a Windows. It's so materialistic. It, and I'm sorry, but it is, isn't it? When, yeah. you, when, you, when you look at someone, right? Some important businessman who's in Starbucks drinking a mochaccino dingbus, right? Like 18 cups of something. And he's sitting there with his Mac. Everyone goes, oh, wow, he must be a busy man. He's got his Apple AirPods and his, and his, and his iPad Pro sitting opposite him while he's watching Bloomberg, right? And he's on his Mac doing something. He, everyone thinks, wow, he's professional. You go to someone who's like having a, just a Windows computer and a cappuccino or a black coffee, black filter coffee, they're like, wow, that guy's lame. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but no, it's like visual, like I think the, the visual look of a Mac, people go towards that product because of that. Okay. Not because it works. Uh, we all know it works. It's a brilliant, brilliant product. I'm not talking Mac down because I love them. But Windows has a simpler product that works just as well that actually all the programs you could possibly want run on Windows, but you have to get a converted version for Mac or you have to get a special version for Mac. Nine times out of 10, all trading software, it's all on Windows. If you want to trade, you get a Windows laptop or a Windows computer because Mac's useless for trading. There's a few programs you can run, like stuff like TradingView, but the majority of, of trading software is all on Windows. Interesting. So yeah, in other words, yeah, I think you're right the ease of use on a Mac and the ease of editing and, and pictures and stuff graphically with the, the displays that Mac come across and the processing power that it has, it, it looks right and it works. It's perfect. But with windows, I think the power, the storage mm. compared to this worlds apart, you know, you've got a terabyte, whatever I've got 250 gig 
<laughs> or 512 gig or whatever you get. You know, the, the, there's just, there's twos and throws on, on two, in two different ways, I think. Personally, I think I made a bit of a mistake buying the Apple one because I wanted to go into trading, which ah. is why I should have bought a Windows laptop. Ah. But for everything else in my life, minus trading, I'm Apple all the way. Interesting. Let's get back to subject. Sorry. Stop comparing Apple. <laughs> we went down a big tangent. That's probably my fault. I shouldn't have brought it up. Um, but it's, uh, <laughs> going back into that tangent, though, <laughs> would you agree that when you see someone sitting at a desk with an, an, Apple, an Apple laptop compared to someone sitting at a desk with a Windows laptop, do you instantly judge that person a certain way? I never judge anybody. Really don't run that question and tell me the truth. <laughs> no, w- it's, w- without, so is it like totally a business honest, person? A business person. If I'm totally honest, I wouldn't. Uh, walking into a coffee shop, I'm more focused on what I'm doing, getting a coffee and looking at the food. Well, what can I get? You know, it's expensive. Yeah, fair. I, I don't really look at other people that much. Good. But if you walk into an office then with no coffee around. So I'll tell you what, so I'm going to, I will tell you, a friend of mine's girlfriend came in the house the other day. She whacked out a new Apple Mac with the, the touch bar thing at the top. Yeah, really, yeah. really racy. I go, oh, cool, blimey. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, racy. Like, you got a bit more money than I, yeah. I thought you did originally. And it's... Yeah. Okay, yeah, that went through my head. That that's is when I would say, oh, you must be doing better than myself. Yeah. Because I've got Windows. Even yeah. though I know it's probably not. Uh, yeah, it's probably on finance and it's paying yeah, yeah. £200 a month for it. Exactly. And it's not doing the cash cushion, the investing, none of that. All the important stuff. Exactly. Yeah. But because you've got that dinger, you're like, oh. Nice. Yeah. But she works in, um, she's just started working for Sky Sports. Okay. And, um, editing, like, so, footage yeah. and stuff like that. So for the it's creative, to and fro, isn't it? Yeah. It's to and fro. Some some things work amazing on Mac and some things work amazing on Windows, but personally, it's a it's, it's 50 50 argument. 50 50. Right, Get back to the it. story. Let's go. Mr. Bill Gates, sixth or something, richest man in the world. We got to, I was just talking about Alt Air, excuse me. Yeah. He had a falling out with the guy who was running that. You did, yeah. And, uh, all the software that Bill and Paul had been writing, he'd, they'd basically sued Altair to be able to keep it in their name so they didn't lose any money on it. Or Altair couldn't then sell it on and do their own thing. Um, and they won that, which is awesome. But then from that point, they quickly left Albuquerque yeah. went straight back to Seattle. So Microsoft, Microsoft was now in Seattle, back where he, they were both like grew up, I believe, or both were at school. Um, and that's when he, they started doing their own thing almost completely. So this is when they went down to buy just another operating system off the shelf. Someone, yeah. someone had designed it. They built it. He'd bought it for $50,000, by the way, right? Back in 70... 81. 81, was it? Yeah. sorry. I think it was 81. Um, Correct, yeah. Not official, but yeah, 81. Yeah, yeah. Um, cost them £50,000, which is not a little amount of money. That's quite a big chunk. Yeah, converted into those money. Y- yes. Oh. I'd say it's a couple hundred thousand at least. Yeah. Maybe getting close to half a million for an operating system, which... It's big. And he didn't actually know it was going to work. He, didn't, he didn't actually know, know it was going to take off. It wasn't tried and tested. It they was a new thing. They hadn't started Windows yet or anything like that. This was like the very first operating system they'd done. Um, and he tweeted it and it worked to treat. To yeah. be fair to him, luckily. IBM, which at the time was a huge corporation. Oh, massive. I think they were one of the top five, uh, top 20 biggest companies, companies in the, in the world. world yeah, 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 exactly. They're like Apple today. Yeah. Like, IBM were huge. And um, he managed to get, do a deal with them to basically supply all their, all their um, computers with... Yeah. With Microsoft operating system, Windows. I don't think it was Windows. I think it was still Microsoft on it back then. Yeah. Um, and he did. He was like one of the first people to do the licensing agreement. So instead of IBM buying 
the product and just putting it across all their their computers. Every computer that had it had to pay a fee yeah. for having it on that computer. I think it was a yearly fee as well, wasn't it? Yes. It was, yeah. It was. So he was. That's when the money started pouring in because yeah. IBM had so many computers in their in their um, warehouse or whatever warehouses, yeah. even just the, the ones they were running their businesses off. Every person had to have the Windows so they could all communicate, just like they do today. And he was on something big. Then. Yeah, oh, unbelievable. That's when it started to blow. And the best thing about the licensing thing is that he could then sell it to other companies. So IBM were making these hugely expensive computers that other people couldn't quite match, but there were some other brands coming up, they're making them cheaper for less money. Not as good, but more affordable. So your everyday person, your everyday Joe or your yeah. everyday Joe, but I guess everyday companies, yeah. smaller ones, could get involved in computing and, and grow their business like that. So he was able to sell that same licensing agreement to every other manufacturer of computers and every other person that was buying yes. computers. So he suddenly had almost a monopoly. Oh, mate, 100%. 100%. You know? It was... It, it's just everything that's just clicked at the right time. It was just there... Right time, right place. Just figure how many people that were employed by IBM back in the day. Yeah. And as you said, people that were coming up and making new brands. I'm not going to say computer brands because I don't know many of them. But say Lenovo, for instance. Say Lenovo just released a new computer. They needed a, a mega operating system. Bill goes, here you go. Here's a table. Here's a operating system. Slap it on your hardware. It's £400 a, a year. Away you go. Laugh. Just raking it in. Um, at the same time, in 1981... Uh, was when Alan, Paul Allen, leaves yeah. Microsoft after developing Hodgkinson's disease. So this is where I think Bill kind of reverted now. He's not on his own, but he's lost the guy that helped helped influence Microsoft Everything, from day yeah. one. So he then had to recon- not reconsider his position, but go, right, this is how I want it to run. This is how it's going to go. You know, I've lost the main man that brought the program with me. So I've got to work on myself and uh, keep pushing on. Amazing. It, yeah, it's truly amazing. Um, so in, it, between this time and 85, it, all of that, um, Bill being quite business savvy really in the licensing yeah. thing, um, it just led to rapid expansion of Microsoft. It was just absolutely everything. I think he had almost 40% of the um, industry at that That's point. Some, yeah, it, was, it was a huge thing for such a yeah. small company. Um, so in 85, they made $140 million in profit, in sales, sorry, in sales, not profit, but in sales. So again, I don't know what that would be. This I think that would be billions these stupid. days, wouldn't it? Be yeah, stupid. In, really incredible money. Um, and that's when... Uh, oh, no, hang on. Microsoft. So Windows 85 is when... It first released. First released yeah. a Windows operating system um, in, its, in its attempt to fend off the Macintosh. Yeah. To like fight that, that sector, fight Apple. Um, of which, as we were saying earlier, Macintosh bewitched customers with its simplicity and ease of use. Yeah. Very good words there. Um, so 1986, they went public. Microsoft went public. All right, so me and you could go and buy shares in Microsoft. IPO'd dingers. IPO'd in 86. So he still held on to 45% of Microsoft, Yeah, which is why he became one of the wealthiest people in the world because that is a huge portion of a company. Massive. The size worth. of Microsoft as, exactly. well, as it was back then. Even it's back even then, yeah. Today. Now it's worth trillions, isn't it, I believe? Yeah, is it up there? Two point something, I think, yeah. Is it? Last time I checked, yeah. Insane. Maybe 1.9 or something, I can't remember. Total, like, yeah, value. Yeah, Mark And he was up. holding on to 45% of that back in 80. So it wasn't trillions back then, but it was worth huge amounts. So he yeah. was, that's where his, most of his wealth started. 87. 1987, he became the world's youngest billionaire. 87, yeah. so just two years. Yeah. After, just a year after he went public. Age 31 was the world's youngest billionaire. 
31 years old and a billionaire. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yes, yeah, insane. It's uh, in 87, a billionaire as well. Yeah. Unbelievable. Just two years after, realistically, the, the first version of Windows was released publicly, he uh, he became impressive. Billionaire. Unbelievable. And then there's a bit of a gap. I, I found there wasn't really much going on I've, from. Yep. It was about 94, I think, was the next best thing that we found, um, which is obviously maybe two or three years earlier, he met a wonderful young lady known as Melinda. Fell in love. Uh, Melinda or Belinda? Melinda. Not, it's not oh, Belinda. Bill, yeah, sorry. <laughs> edit that out, edit. <laughs> he uh, met Melinda and then formed, got married he in did. 80, no, sorry, 94, and formed the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, or as Alex calls it, the Belinda Gates Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> the largest private foundation in the world. And this is where I think his initial, maybe his big jump in philanthropy started was by forming this foundation, mm-hmm. this this giving um, platform, as you would, to supply the world with food and water. And, um, it does and do incredible things. Amazing we, we things. researched it a little while ago because... Who was it? Mr. Buffett is quite a big giver to the foundation. Didn't we? So he we is, spoke yeah. That. They're quite good friends. We spoke about that. They do some amazing work. It is really good. And impressive what he, that he started that so so early on as well. I know he was a billionaire, but... Yeah, I mean, what would, still, he, what would he would have been? He would have been late 30s yeah, when 40, he first started yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, born in 55, so 94. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. <clears throat> uh, and then 95 is the next thing I've got. He became the world's richest man alive. So at the same time, starting his foundation, the Belinda wow. Gates Foundation, and Windows was racking up, you know, Windows 95 was coming out. There and then, he became the world's richest man. At probably Not 40. Bad. 40 Not yeah, bad. Unbelievable. And that same year, he introduced the world to Internet Explorer. That's when it was released to all of us. Yeah. Wow. Readily available in 95 so, and at the same started, time as Windows 95. The internet wasn't a thing when he started, was it? No. That's, that's, I've got to get my head around that because when you think Microsoft or Windows, you're like, oh, it's the internet. You know, it's, yeah. it's a computer. That yeah, computer it's, is the internet. Whereas they were computers before the internet. Yeah, the internet was did a not thing. exist. Yeah, it did not exactly that. And it was all new. So this Internet Explorer would have been all new. Is it Bing now? Or is it still Internet Explorer? Is uh, that two different entities? It's, it's two different entities. Okay. It's still Internet Explorer. Okay. Yeah. But even, even still... It's a whole new thing. They didn't really know what they could do. No, with it. no, exactly. Yeah. And look what it's done. It's changed the world. It has. You wouldn't be hearing us if it weren't for the Exactly. Internet. Exactly that. Are they better off for it? Who knows? But no, you are. Of course You're you better are. off for it. <laughs> Carry on. But it's just uh, that very, very step in the human race. You can almost say brought us all forms of social media, all forms of music, streaming platforms, all forms of YouTube and Twitter and places to buy and stuff and eBay and all these things rely on almost one thing that one man created. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes, granted, there was many, many steps in the evolution of the internet, but Internet Explorer was almost like the first big place that you can go to to search stuff and this man here... Was a part of it. Was a part of it, yeah, a big part of it. Uh, the next thing I have is 98... Um, you oh, go, on. go on, you go. He faced a lawsuit in 98. I can't remember what it was for. Okay. 
I thought you'd know. No, but, sorry. Um, you, yeah, he faced a lawsuit in 98, and uh, I think he won that one as well. Okay. He's a good man in law, isn't he? He's... That, that, that degree is coming in handy now, yeah. but they finished it off. So, so I know, I know, with his management style, reading up on his management style, he was very. He would challenge his staff, so there'd be big groups of them, and they'd be talking about the latest tech and so on. And even if if he wasn't fully convinced, he'd challenge them and like quite aggressively try and tell them they're wrong. Yeah, and he would want he would it was him he would want them to tell him no, I'm right, and try and get it, try to explain themselves so he could understand. Yeah, yeah. And if they did that. He knew it was a fantastic idea. I'd roll with it. Yeah, yeah. So I imagine he was very strong-minded, was willing to, wasn't afraid of some confrontation, intellectual confrontation. So the lawsuits, I imagine he was quite, it's just water off the duck's back, Tell I imagine. Me. Yeah, he, yeah. He'd been in verbal arguments most of his life. Not arguing, but... Alterations. Onlookers, onlookers would, yeah, yeah, onlookers would say their arguments, but he would see them as just getting down to the meat, doing work. Yeah, yeah, just doing work. Grinding. works. Yeah. Because look at what he's, you know, his companies have... Have accomplished. Two thousand. Two thousand. He steps down as CEO and becomes chief chief software architect. Architect. Yes, architect. So he steps down as CEO of Windows, having started it fifteen years ago. Prior to this, um, steps down and becomes chief software architect, um, which I think is what a lot of CEOs do. Jeff Bezos, for instance, stepped down as CEO of Amazon because it's done. He doesn't need to be there he's anymore. Now he's now running just, it He's himself. now just enjoying the process of what he's doing. And obviously, we all know that he enjoyed making programs and software. And so being a chief architect for it is where his passion lies. Passion lie, exactly. He, yeah, going back to his roots. Interesting you said that. Um, the CEO of Gymshark currently yeah. is Ben... Francis or something Francis well done yeah. that is, I forgot it it went blank uh, he is now back to CEO but he wasn't he, he actually gave it up So yeah he sat down didn't he he did for years ago he openly acknowledged going to be honest I don't think I'm capable of taking this to where it needs to go I need yeah. to learn more so he hired uh, someone to be the CEO for a little while in, in interim or permanent CEO but someone he could use as a mentor yeah and he, I think it was about five years yeah, he yeah, he stepped back and just yeah. went to go and learn, learn and learn, sort of, learn. yeah, sponging everything up that he could. And like I said, he's now, now reinstated himself. And I think that's awesome. He had he stepped down from his company, hand it over to someone that it's trusting. Like, exactly. Very that's trusting. a huge thing to do. Yeah. But it's very big of Ben to be able to go, do you know what? I don't think I'm right. That must have hurt. Or it must have taken a lot of thinking. It's a lot of guts yeah. as well, because being openly open about being not the most knowledgeable person his in this world. child, yeah. essentially, he's just gone, no, I'm... I'm. It's very mature. Very yeah, interesting. Very, yeah, I, yeah. and he's a young guy. Him, I think, yeah, personally. 100%. 100%. Listen out for that one, because that's really cool. Uh, so, yeah, go on. Go, mate. So he stepped down as CEO, but that was because he's almost in semi-retirement mode. And he built yeah, he was slowing down. Yeah. He was slowing down. Same as Jeff and, and other big CEOs that stepped down towards the end. It wouldn't surprise him if we see Elon oh, yeah. come what? to that point. Yeah, he still likes creating years. stuff, but I think yeah, I think he's going to go into the similar sort of thing as going back to his roots in designing stuff rather than being. Well, he's very hands-on, isn't he? Still, as he is. He yeah, just, I think they put him in CEO because the public love it. They, yeah, they love who he is. Yeah. They love the name. Two thousand five, Bill received a knighthood from the Queen oh, for his contribution to the UK, whether that be um, computer software, computer protection, making the UK a better place. Um, 
moving things online. The Queenie, old, old Queenie. She loved it. Jubilee um, weekend. Yeah, exactly. And she she knighted him for it. Um, as Along with Melinda and Bono as well. And Bono obviously done the same sort of thing as in uh, Giving. Yep. Philanthropy. What was it? First Aid? Live Aid? Live Aid. Live Aid. That's first it. Aid. Uh, the next thing I've got is quite a big gap. 2014 is what I've next got. Let's go. Let's jump. Uh, so, set down as chairman of Microsoft and serves as an advisor to support the current CEO at the time. Um, and he dedicated himself, sort of shifted away from Microsoft and fully went into his foundation. He dedicated all his time, all his resources, all his contacts, you know, smart people around him into dedicating to building that foundation up and creating new ways and, and things for the for the world to be a better place. Definitely. And I I looked into some of the some of his other investments over yeah. the years and they're all to do with bettering the world. Yeah. Um just something that increases the quality of the world. So a couple of them here uh, was Ecolab, a global provider of water hygiene and energy technologies. Yeah, they're all those sort of companies that maybe we're not going to do, they're not going to be Microsoft billionaire company, you know, no. billion dollar companies, trillion dollar market cap companies, but they're going to be, they're going to be doing good for the world and that's yeah. what, that's what he's all about at the minute. It's just, it's looking after the world. Um, and he's got a 15 odd plus of these companies that he's been invested in over time. Um, which is awesome to see because he's just, he's putting his money where his heart is and he's just following yeah. that. He's not really following the, the rat race. Yeah, exactly. That. He's yeah. just doing him and it's awesome to see. He's also, I was speaking to, I was speaking to you about this before, he's a fan of uh, the getaway holidays. Yeah. He will go and hide in a wilderness away from the internet, away from technologies and just go and be him. Go and meditate, go and just be a part of, go and, I think, called it earthing. Yeah. Just go and be a part of the of, world. You have culture of, you know, different just tribes and whatever. Just go and experience life. Exactly that. And have no contact with the outer world. So he would do this for a week, a year at least disappear when he was even in charge of Microsoft who were doing this in the later years not early years when he was coding but the later years he found that to be massively influential yeah massively yeah, definitely. rewarding for his for his life yeah um, 2020 next thing I've got have you got anything before? no I'm dead no, no. 2020 um, he is the fourth richest man in the world and he's actually steps down from his board position at Berkshire Hathaway in 2020 he stepped down position. yeah yeah he sat down um, to, to dedicate himself to the gates again yeah F fully fully involved in it and then uh, the final bit of thing that we have on him is May 2021 unfortunately his relationship fell apart um, and him and his wife Melinda broke up and wanted to go their separate ways which is fine obviously he was capable of that and he went with it so there was no longer Belinda it was now Bill and Melinda no longer Belinda <laughs> I have to admit um and that's all I have on him. But I want to talk Same. about, before we uh, close out, if you get a chance, I know it's still really valuable because I watched it the other day, again, Inside Bill's Brain on Netflix, three episodes, I think, an hour each, and it just goes through the whole situation of what we just explained. Oh. His childhood, um, how he grew up, how involved he was around books because books were his life, very common with Warren Buffett. If you haven't already, go and listen to that episode. Um, it's a great, great insight into his life as well in a video form. So we know we've narrated it for you, but if you've got time, go and watch it as well because this is a great little, great little three-part series. Definitely. Mega. Anything else you've got to add? I just want to talk about um, 
he followed his passions, like the reason yes. for his success. Like, well, we've just gone through it, but I want to go through just a couple little bullet points of why I think he was successful. Mm. And it's the main one that stands out to me, looking at his past, is that he just followed his passion. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily the latest. It was. It was the latest technology, but it wasn't well known as this is going to be the next big thing. No, no, not at all. Yeah. No one knew, oh, this is going to blow up, keep doing software. Like we do these days. If you say to a young kid, oh, what do you want to get into? I'm going to be a fireman. You yeah. go, nah, get into tech. Yeah, yeah, or crypto or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's not that, it was, this was not what it was like back then. Um, but he just he just followed his passion. He ignored yeah. his father's you know, request to be a lawyer or go down that route. He's like, I'm going to do computing. It's what I really enjoy doing. It's what he did. And he, look at him now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's still doing that today with the philanthropy. Yeah, he's doing what he wants to do. He just, and I love that. He's following his passions. It it just he, goes to show that he went to university, the highest respected university in the world, to study law or pre-law, and he left that university because it wasn't with his core values. His core values are with programming, computing, and giving. So once he built Microsoft, he could then give more, which has allowed him to start the foundation. So it just goes to show, like you said. Core values are very important. So make sure you stick with what you want to do, not what someone else tells you to do. Amen. Because imagine if he had gone down that law route. We'd have never known him. These wouldn't be the same. The computers that we're running off wouldn't be the same. No. The thing we're recording it off, just nothing would be the same. No. You no. don't know where we'd be in the be world. It'd be completely different. And that's just so, yeah, it's just interesting. Just If you have got a passion, just do it. Just make a living out of your passions. If, yeah, if you think, for instance, that you can develop the next best self-driving car that floats in the air or something... If it's going to make it work, everyone was laughing at Bill. I'm sure they were laughing at him when he first spoke about the computer. But if you've got something that's your passion that you believe in that you think will work, go after it. Get it done. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Links will be in the description down below. Don't forget to follow us. Like, rate, review. YouTube, podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all the podcasts and apps. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Success is available for everyone, so why should you settle for less?